lobby production. Welcome to our lobby podcast. With us today, we have Mikkel Juel Iversen. We're going to talk about Under One's Guide, a non-profit organization helping homeless, among other in London. What is Under One's Guide, Mikkel? Under One Sky is a community organization, and as you said, we're, uh, we're operating in London, in Cambridge, and in Madrid, in Spain. Uh, what we do is actually quite simple. We do street walks. So what we do is we go out at night, walking the streets of London, for example, and we meet the homeless where they live. Um, and then we have chats to them, and we pr- provide them with, with life essentials, such as food, sleeping bags, mobile phones, um, and other things. But the the important thing in this is really around having the conversations, and that's how Under One Sky started. It was started on a on a principle of connection, being out there and, and making what we say, making the, the, the most visible invisibles actually being seen and heard. Um, and we also operate from a principle of the world being one family, and that counts for both our volunteers but also for the homeless. So we really look, we, we meet everyone at the same level. We started out back in, in 2012 and we started almost by accident. Um, I had a production company at the time focusing on making films that inspire positive social change. And I said to my business partner, why don't we go out and do something for the homeless? Why don't we do something that embraces the values we stand for? And he was up for that. Um, and um, in a matter of a couple of days, we set up a small event. We went out eight people. And um, yeah, did did the work um, and had a had a great time doing it, and then uh, shared the stories of the people we met on the street online. And um, I think that helped put a human face on those people that we pass by every day. And um, it basically meant that a lot of people wanted to to join us. So we sort of came back via popular demand, if you want to call it that. Um, so that's really how it started. I mean, the inspiration for Under One Sky partly came from the fact that I'd been looking after a couple of homeless people on a, on a one-to-one basis. Uh, and from that, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about life on the street, about the roadblocks that you're up against when you're on the street and you're trying to get back into a job or uh, accommodation and so on. So I really got my hands dirty with that. And, and that, I think, helped me set up what, what we're doing. We're a 100% volunteer-based organization uh, at the moment and have been since we started. There's no one employed by Under One Sky, so every donation that we receive end up with the people on the streets. But Mikkel, if, if you look at it, you know, you are looking after all these volunteers and uh, you are servicing a lot of homeless people. You know, how come you are a filmmaker, uh, basically? How come you are spending almost all your private life on on trying to help the homeless that's sort of i guess that question goes back to where it all really started which was back in 2003 when um i went through a period in my life where a lot of changes were happening Uh, one of the things was that i took up meditation and and shortly after that i actually had a voice coming to me saying your passion is people and um and from that i started walking walking a path of empathy and compassion and, 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 and looking after people. And so that's where it started from. So it's a calling. And I know that it's part of what I have to do in, in, in my life. So where, where are you today? I mean, what is your, what is your um, 
what are your goals today? What are your challenges today and in the near future? So we've just gone through a what I would call a, a crazy journey in the history of Wonder One Sky. Back in, back in March 2020, uh, we just finished off actually our first large corporate event with a media company called Havas Media, where they, we took their employees out for street walks. And that took us to a place where we had done 4,000 interactions with the, the homeless over, over the period of time we've existed and had built a, a, a volunteer base of around 650 volunteers. Then, of course, Corona happened, uh, lockdown happened in London, and we went out on the streets to see what the situation was. And two days after lockdown, we met people who hadn't eaten for five to six days, and we saw that actually here there's a, there's a risk of people starving to death. And you think about it, the UK economy, one of the biggest in the world, how is this possible? But that was the situation we were facing. And then, as many in the hospitality industry in the in the UK will be familiar with, the the Prime Minister uh, launched this scheme called Everyone In, where the homeless were being taken into hotels, and to be looked after during the during the lockdown, and that sort of happened about five days after we went out and. The Everyone In program was really meant to happen in three to four days. And so we went out on the last day when everyone was supposed to be in according to the government. And we found that there was a lot of people who were not in. And the problem with this setup was not so much that there was a lot of people who came in and was looked after. That was great. We just found that a lot of people were still on the streets and nothing was provided for them. No food, no toilets, no showers, nothing. So we decided to make a commitment and say, okay, we're going to do this every day until the end of lockdown. That's lasted for 120 days. So we finished up our daily routine in, on the 1st of August. And by that, by that time, the 4,000 interactions that I mentioned to you had grown to 41,000. So we have been extremely busy over that period of time. A lot of things happened during this process. I mean, we ended up getting another 850 volunteers. Um, we ended up raising a lot of funding for this when we said, okay, we want to go out and we want to be in the streets every day. We didn't have the funding to do it. We were lucky in the sense that um, we had a journalist from the, from the Guardian out with us, a lady called Amelia Gentleman. Um, and she, she followed us one night and did interviews with, with people on the streets. And after that article was published, everything changed for us. So that's really when we got a lot of public awareness around what we're doing. Um, and that's when the funding came. That's also when we were approached by a lot of companies, especially in hospitality, a lot of restaurants, some hotels came to us and basically said, what can we do to help? So it's been a, it's been a whirlwind of, of, um, of a journey over the last four months, but it's also shown us the potential of what we're doing. Uh, so now we're focusing bigger. We want to be in the streets every week. We want to start involving more companies and organizations in doing street walks with us to actually expand the... I see street walks as a hard opener, and we want to expand the footprint of those hard openers so we get more people in society to do it. We're also looking at um, setting up a program that will include a facility in London where we actually bring in um, the homeless uh, into a program to help them get back into work, get back into accommodation and really reintegrate into life. So those are the those are some of the sort of the next big aims that we have to give you a long answer to a, 
a very succinct question. Uh, can you tell a little bit more why is it interesting for the hospitality business to get themselves involved in this problematic around the homeless? I think, firstly, I think if if you are in the hospitality business, you're 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 part of the ecosystem of a city. If we look at a at a, at a city like London, um, tourism is such a big part of the everyday flow of people running through that city. And so, if you are part of the ecosystem, then you really also has to have to to wake up to that and take some responsibility for that, in my opinion. Anyone who's part of that ecosystem needs to do that, which is also why we're doing what, what we're doing. Um, but there's also so many ways of of getting involved. We worked with several hospitality businesses over the period of time that we uh, we worked in the lockdown. This wouldn't have been possible without a restaurateur called Amrit Mann, who runs a restaurant called The Punjab the oldest North Indian uh, restaurant in London. He cooked for us every day, three three to four hundred meals, and also cooked for another charity. We also worked with Richard Corrigan, who has a very classic restaurant down in Mayfair called uh, Bentley's, and he did breakfast three three times a week. So without them, this really wouldn't have been possible for us. We also worked with uh, some partners in the in the hotel space, Uh, we worked with a, uh, a hostel called Smart Hostel. Uh, we took some of we called them homeless friends off the street, and we um, we worked with Smart Hostel to actually house them. And we also worked with a few other people in the in the hotel industry to uh, to help us with that project. So there are so many ways of getting engaged. And 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 lastly, a lot of the new homeless in London, and it's a lot. Because of what's happening with the economy, are from the hospitality sector. So mm. most of the new homeless who are on the streets are from hospitality, mm. and so um, yeah, they're all you know people working in bars, hotels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it's actually also about looking after your own. So would it be possible? So you got they kind of already have the hospitality experience as a former. Uh, working force do you think have you looked into the possibility of trying to re-socialize these people also them without any experience in, the, in hospitality yeah so that's exactly the plan so the what we want to to do is we want to establish a network of many different corporate partners and definitely want to have several um, partners in the hospitality space both so that If we bring in a homeless person who's got prior experience in hospitality, well, then actually, you know, it's it's quite an easy sell, um, and it's going to be an easy sell also because we're going to be behind that person, making sure that, you know, it's it's a nice, slow, and fluid way back in, uh, and I think that's often where things go wrong when you sort of get cold turkey from being on the street to having a job, and you need to figure out a lot of other things including dealing with the trauma that you've had from being on the streets. So that's exactly the the, the point. And, and I hope that with as we get more and more established, we can we can set up these partnerships and then it could turn into a, you know, an academy working with different um, organizations in the hotel and restaurant business, for example, to do that. Or it could be, you know, small events where the people that we've taken in go away on a Saturday and learn how to 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 make pasta in the kitchen, 
to actually start develop those life skills. And and just on that point, one of the one group that we also have an eye on are people who are who are in um, who are coming out of foster care mm. because often those people um, they end up on the streets or they end up homeless. And a key reason why they do is because they're missing life skills. How do you pay a bill? How do you use a washing machine? How do you cook? And so actually there could be a lot of impact made by working with the hospitality industry with some of those people. Have any from uh, the hotel business, not only restaurants, uh, any any hotel chains or any owning a hotel reached out to you? Yeah, so we've um, we've spoken to a, a few people in the in the hotel space. Um, of course, some of the some of the hotels that we all already spoke to, like Smart Hostels, uh, also a, a hotel called Cubic. Um, but we also had um, approaches from others, such as the Firmdale Group. Um, at the time uh, when everything was sort of every day and, and so on, we, we didn't have the capacity to actually take up. And it, you feel kind of ashamed that you're being approached by a lot of people who want to do something with you and, and for you. But you, we just didn't have the bandwidth to uh, to deal with that. So, so what we're doing now is we're um, we're basically going through a lot of the approaches that we had, and we want to pick up those conversations again and said, you know, now we're in a in a good space. We're able to look forward, and we're able to to talk about how we can do something in in the right way. Thank you so much, Mikkel. Thank you for for being here with us today and now at our lobby podcast i know you're a busy guys so you're going back to london tomorrow yeah heading back to yeah. london tomorrow but it's been a it's been a real pleasure talking to you both yeah. and, uh, and and you know we look forward to have you on our next lobby conference in the 24th of august next year 2021 so please uh, everybody stay tuned and look at uh, the lobby website for more info and the uh, under one sky facebook site so thank you so much Michael. thank you so much thank you, thank you. pleasure Lobby Productions.